Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today, we're definitely going to focus more on the making themselves successful as opposed to making your business successful. But let's be honest, if you're a small business owner and you're struggling with the issue that we're going to talk about today, doesn't matter. You know, your business is going to suffer. So this is about getting your personal house in order in order to be successful with your business. We're going to be talking about finances today. And wait, don't 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 go away. I promise this is going to be fun. You know, this is not and and finances you know are a difficult subject to discuss. We don't want to talk about them. We want to ignore it and we can't. And we especially can't right now. Um, as we are recording this, we're right in the middle of lockdown, of not going out and about, of COVID-19, which is obviously a worldwide pandemic affecting everyone in some way or another. And unfortunately, it is affecting virtually everyone's finances for, for whatever reason. You know, and, and maybe it's in a good way. You know, maybe you're like not spending money because you're not going out. Um, but it's, it's also a good time to be thinking about your finances. So please join me in welcoming Danny Kofke to our program today. Welcome, Danny. Hey, good morning, Dad. Thanks for having me on. Great. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you and then we'll jump into this. And as I said, we promise we're going to make it fun and interesting. So as I said, these are trying times for all of us. No one has been unaffected by COVID-19. In addition to the way we live, our bank accounts have taken a hit too. Personal finance author and special education teacher Danny Kofke is here to give hope in these trying times. Danny's everyday approach to handling money has led him to be interviewed on numerous television shows, including Fox and Friends, the CBS Early Show, CNN's Newsroom, The 700 Club, and The Clark Howard Show. He has also been interviewed on over 600 radio stations and featured in a number of publications, including USA Today, Instructor Magazine, Yahoo.com, The Wall Street Journal, Money Magazine, and The Atlanta Journal-Constitution. He wants to show others that if this school teacher can do well financially, they can too. So again, Danny, welcome. Oh, thank you, Deb, for having me on. Yeah, and hopefully we can, uh, you know, make this a little fun. I know finances, they can be such a, a tough topic in normal times, and we're definitely right. not in normal times right, right. now. Mm-hmm. Just hopefully we can, you know, just help people right mm-hmm. now, because I know there's no one that has been unaffected by what's right. going on. Right. You know, and you specialize in working with teachers. We're going to talk about your book in in just a moment. And you are a teacher, as I mentioned in your bio. But as I was reading your book, what struck me was, of course, the information is good for everybody. You know, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter what your income level is. You know, the, the, the subject matter is something that everybody needs to think about. We always think about teachers, though, as earning less. Let's be honest. That's not what should be happening. Teachers should be at the top of the food chain. (sighs) 
okay, I'll get off my soapbox now. Although I do admit one of the funniest, or not funny, one of the things that I have seen, and hopefully this is true, I've been seeing this a lot on Facebook, are people commenting that once school is back in session, once things are back to normal, after having homeschooled all of their kids, hopefully people will realize just how difficult teachers are and maybe think, you know what, we need to compensate them a little bit better. Um, so hopefully that will happen, you know, and, and um, you know, and, and because teachers are unappreciated and certainly underpaid, um, you know, and, and but what you have done is you have taken that the situation of underpayment and turned it into a positive and become successful, become wealthy in your own mind, maybe is, is the way to put that, um, successful in your own mind. That's, that's the better way to do it. And, you know, and, and as I said, the tips in your book really do work for anybody. So hold your book up, Time to Be Vanna. It's called The Wealthy Teacher, Lessons for Prospering on a School Teacher's Salary. And it is just one of several books that you've written. So I'm going to encourage folks to, to check that out. But let's go back just a little bit in time and tell us how it is that you discovered that this really is your passion in life. Well, I knew I wanted to be a teacher after having Mr. Stutsky in ninth grade. He mm -hmm. was my civics teacher. And mm -hmm. uh, most teachers have had that special teacher in their lives mm -hmm. that encouraged them to get into right. the profession mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. So that was it for me. So I, I kind of was lucky that I knew because I mm -hmm. have a 10th grader right now and she has no clue what she wants to be. So I was <laughs> like, hey, I, I kind of knew. Mm -hmm. um, so that kind of inspired me to do that. Mm -hmm. And then um, in my student teaching, I met my wife, Tracy, who is a mm -hmm. teacher. So kind of knowing what we know about teacher salaries, mm -hmm. I knew from the get-go that, you know, we weren't going to make a lot right. of money. And it's right. hard to complain because we do okay. I'm not, mm -hmm. there's plenty of professions right. that make less than teachers. So, mm -hmm. but I think most agree that we are on a moderate level income. Mm -hmm. So knowing that we had to kind of plan from the get-go. Mm -hmm. And then ultimately Tracy was able to stay at home for eight years, mm -hmm. raise our two daughters, Ava and Ella, and uh, despite that, living on that time of my teacher salary, which mm -hmm. I was making about $42,000 a year, so not a lot, we uh, currently have no debt except our mm -hmm. mortgage. We have, are on track to retire with an, a nest egg for retirement. Mm -hmm. um, we, we live a wealthy life on a moderate income. Mm -hmm. And that to me, you mentioned it earlier, mm -hmm. wealthy. What does that mean? It's so subjective. Mm -hmm. I mean, different right. thing, wealth means different things to different mm -hmm. people. You know, for, for some, it's driving the newest BMW. For me, it's being able to have the freedom to pursue those passions that I want to do mm -hmm. and not really have to worry about the money aspect right. of it. And money's important. I'm not saying mm -hmm. that. We all right. need money, of course. Mm -hmm. But I've discovered that money isn't the end-all, be-all. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, I know people that have a lot more money than I do that make a, a huge salary but they're miserable in life. Right. And mm -hmm. me, there was a study done. It shows that 70% mm -hmm. of Americans are unhappy at work. Mm -hmm. So I don't care how much you make. If you hate Monday through Friday, nine to five, mm -hmm. you're not a wealthy person. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, and some people may disagree with me and that's mm -hmm. fine, but just for my life, I kind of do what is right for our family. Mm -hmm. And for me, especially right now, being a teacher and Tracy's a teacher as well, that we get that time with our daughters. Mm -hmm. And then also I still get to make a difference. And I feel every day when I go to school that I am doing something mm -hmm. that I'm using God's gift that he's given me one of mm -hmm. the gifts to, to teach the students but then in addition with writing books and being able to help people manage their money I feel I've used some of my teaching skills mm -hmm. to kind of teach in another way as well and to help people manage their money better right right well first I am guessing 
that there are going to be several of your students that will say, you know what, because of Mr. Kofke, I'm going to be a teacher. Um, you know, and, and I say that because you clearly have a passion for it. Um, you know, and, and I'm assuming that, that your wife, Tracy, does also. And, you know, and, and, and I think that's what draws us to people when we see that they've got that passion and we think, wow, I want to do that too. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm guessing that you're, you're being pretty inspirational for, for some of your kids. And so, you know, that, that's great. And, you know, I learned through your book that you did venture off into the corporate world several times. And sometimes it was because, you know, your goals had said, you know what, we need to, to earn some more right now. But you came back to teaching because that truly is your passion. And I think that's maybe one of the first lessons that, that people, you know, that, that we really want people to, to learn is it has to be your passion. You know, you mentioned the fact that people are going to work nine to five and absolutely hate it. It doesn't matter if they're making millions a year. Why? Why? You know, and, and, and they're going, well, you know, but we'll retire. We'll be okay. Well, they might have died by, of a heart attack between now and then. I mean, all sorts of things. And I guess it's, you know, why not be happy now? You know, they're the, the putting it off is now, you know, we're, we're going to talk about setting goals and, and things like that. But, you know, it, it is, you know, why, why not do what your passion tells you to do? And if that means that you need to tighten your belt, really watch your budget, some things like that. Well, you know, that's that's OK. You can do it. Sure. And, and I will say, I mean, like, it's important to be passionate mm -hmm. a bit, passionate about something. And I am about teaching, but every day is not rainbows and butterflies. Right. I mean, right. That, there is, in, in any job, that's the case. Mm -hmm. And yes, I did leave teaching a few times. The first mm -hmm. time I left for money only, and I became mm -hmm. a salesperson and I hated it. So, I mean, that to me, and I made more money, but I realized, you know what, that money mm -hmm. isn't everything. Right. Um, I, I did leave a couple <clears throat> other times. One time was to do financial work. And mm -hmm. I, I did enjoy that. That to mm -hmm. me, mean it just didn't work out at that mm -hmm. time. But I, I've realized too. So I do have a passion not only to teach, but I also have for personal finance. Mm -hmm. So for me, and this may help some of your um, the listeners as well, is you know, passion alone doesn't always pay the bills. This is true. And that's where you may need it. If you want to, if you find yourself passionate mm -hmm. about maybe, I don't know, being in a rock band, who knows? That may mm -hmm. not pay a lot of money. So mm -hmm. you do your day job, right. pay bills, mm -hmm. and then you do those things on the side. Mm -hmm. For me, I have written every single one of my books. Most of the time I write them at four o'clock in the morning before mm -hmm. the day begins. I just plug away at them mm -hmm. before mm -hmm. my day job starts. Right. And that's where, you know, I think people need to realize, too, that it is important to follow your passions, mm -hmm. but that does not always pay the bills. And I think mm -hmm. for so many people, it's like, oh, I need to be happy. Well, yes, it's important to be happy, mm -hmm. but there's also, when you're an adult, you have mm -hmm. responsibilities, too. Right. So mm -hmm. Sometimes you may just, we live in a gig mm -hmm. economy. A lot of people mm -hmm. do have side jobs. Mm -hmm. So if your passions alone aren't going to pay the bills, do it at night, do it in the morning, but just mm -hmm. keep it going. And then who knows, like for me, I wrote my first book way back in 2005. I left teaching for a finance job in 2014. So that mm -hmm. was nine years right. from writing my first book. Mm -hmm. Nine years of getting up early. Nine years of doing free events. Nine years mm -hmm. of doing radio shows. Whatever it would be mm -hmm. until it turned into something full time. Mm -hmm. So I will say that, that never give up on your passions, mm -hmm. but it may not happen right away. Right. Right. And as you said, your passion might be the side job. It might be, you know, the, the, um, you know, the, the rock band on weekends or crafting or, you know, whatever it is. But for, for here, 
we need to be doing those passions. Yes. Um, you know, and, and, and I think that's where it is difficult, especially when times get tough. Um, you know, that, that our passions go by the wayside. Um, you know, because we're being responsible, because we're earning money, um, you know, we might take that second job, but it's a second job to make more money. I mean, it's not your second job as a passion. It's your, uh, you know, you're delivering food right now or, or something like that. Um, you know, I, I mentioned at the start, as we are recording this, we're right in the middle of lockdown. We're not going anywhere. We're in our offices. You're not teaching. Um, anyhow, you're not teaching in the classroom. And, you know, and, and so things are, are really difficult right now for many people and different for many people, which I think is kind of fun because I think there are some people who are right now thinking, what can I do different? You know, what can I change? Yeah. And I think many people really are going, ooh, this working from home is not a bad deal. <laughs> right. Not driving in Atlanta, L.A., <laughs> Chicago, right. wherever traffic, you know, that's not a bad thing. No, no, you're right. And I, I read an interesting article the other day. Basically, you know, for many of us, this is an opportunity to do a great big reset. It's right. kind of the first time in, in history, really, when mm -hmm. we think about it. I mean, maybe back in when they had the Spanish flu and things mm -hmm. like that. But like, we're really, we are, most of us are on shutdown right now, mm -hmm. where we really have a chance to reprioritize what we want out mm -hmm. of life. And once again, I'm not saying, I mean, we do have to be responsible. <laughs> mm -hmm. There are things that you have to do. But it may, my hope is that we come out of this stronger and we just kind of mm -hmm. think about, you know what, what truly is important. And, mm -hmm. you know, maybe I don't need to live in that big of a house mm -hmm. or drive that fancy of a car if I'm happier doing something mm -hmm. that may pay less, but I feel more content doing it. Right. So right now, Yes, as we're, we're doing this interview right now, times are tough. So mm -hmm. you have to do, I mean, mm -hmm. it's important to still dream and mm -hmm. think about it. But yeah, we're at a place right now where it's just, we're, we're earning money any way we can because right. this is such a crazy time in society. Right. But it will pass. Mm -hmm. I don't know when, you oh, don't yeah. know when, but it will pass mm -hmm. at some point. Mm -hmm. And then my hope is that we do come back a little bit stronger mm -hmm. right. and then just more intentional in mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. You know, and right now we do have, I'm not going to say free time, but, you know, we, we, we don't have the time that we're driving. You know, that's going to give us a couple hours every day, right? Um, but so as I was reading your book, that was one of the things I was thinking about was people now have time that they they could be doing some of the things. Now, I'm going to encourage folks, read books, you know, read, read, read nice, fun, you know, frivolous books, play with your kids. You know, I, that's one of the things that I'm really hoping is that coming out of this, people really realize how important their families are. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the reprioritization is being able to, to spend more time with their families. Um, you know, and, and so hopefully that will come out of it. But, you know, of course, one of the first things that I was thinking about re re when I was reading your book was the fact that so many people really don't even know their finances. You know, they, they just, they, they go from month to month. They never look, they never do anything. Um, they, they, uh, it's funny. I actually don't have any credit cards there. I was going to hold a credit card up as an example. Um, but you know, we live on credit, you know, and, and we don't have budgets and that's a big part of what you talk about in your book. And the, what I liked about it was it wasn't scary. It wasn't nasty. It wasn't ew. It was like, oh, okay, sit down and figure it out. What are the things that you absolutely have to do? And, and as part of that, it's also prioritizing. You know, do you need the fancy car? 
Do you need multiple cars? You talk about in your book how the how you actually went for a while, which is one car. Actually, no cars when you lived overseas, but just one car. You're, you and your wife figured out how to do that. Um, you know, do we need all of these fancy things? And, and, and I think that is going to be something that a lot of people realize is, you know what? We don't need to be that fancy or have the best, you know, and, and, um, you know, and, and so hopefully that's, that's a big thing that people are really going to think about now. No, you're correct. And that's where a lot of people, to me, I know people are afraid of a budget. It's like the D word of diet. They think it's, it leads to restrictions. But for mm-hmm. me, it actually, it lets us spend more freely because right. we mm-hmm. every dollar has a name mm-hmm. and we know there's no mm-hmm. guilt attached with it. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of people, they don't know where their money's going because mm-hmm. they don't want to know. They're afraid right. to say, oh, oh yeah. Man, yeah, they don't want to know how much money they spend on Starbucks every week, right? right? Right. So to me, I just think for us, it just, it's one of those things that we are able to prioritize what mm-hmm. is truly important. Mm-hmm. Being teachers, we do have a set income like most mm-hmm. people. We have a right. set income coming in. Mm-hmm. So we need to make sure that goes as mm-hmm. far as possible. Mm-hmm. So having a budget and just knowing where our money goes, mm-hmm. it frees up for us. It mm-hmm. frees up a lot of things. And, and then we know exactly, okay, we, we have this amount to spend every week mm-hmm. on entertainment or on right. eating out or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. And then we always are, are secure that we know we have enough mm-hmm. money and especially in times like this i'm fortunate mm-hmm. tracy and i are both teachers mm-hmm. so we're still we are still getting a paycheck right. but i mean this just shows to me how we can we have so little control over many things in mm-hmm. life right and, i mean this happened from a place mm-hmm. that we none of us really ever mm-hmm. heard of i mean and it was not- so fast i mean it was yeah. like you're not going to work on monday Oh, <laughs> so there it is. Right. So we really have, I mean, uh, in life, really, we have mm-hmm. little control over most mm-hmm. things. So mm-hmm. to me, why not take control mm-hmm. over those things that we can? Right. And then that way, in mm-hmm. case things like this happen, we're taken care mm-hmm. of. If, God forbid, Tracy and I weren't paid, we have enough money in a mm-hmm. savings account that we're going to be okay for a year. Mm-hmm. We have that in place to mm-hmm. where we're going to eat. We're going to have a roof mm-hmm. over our heads. We have that. That mm-hmm. helps me sleep better at night. Right. So for us, having the budget, keeping mm-hmm. track of our expenses, that is where we're able mm-hmm. to, to lay our heads down mm-hmm. and we're okay. Right. So that's where I would, you know, for, for a lot of people, unfortunately, I know they're going through tough times mm-hmm. and having to go without a paycheck. But once again, I try to look at the bigger picture and mm-hmm. I always try to be optimistic. And I hope that maybe there's a lesson in this for them that going forward, once we're through this, mm-hmm. they're going to say, you know what, I'm going to be a better, you know, be a better right. student of my money mm-hmm. and take more control of it. So this mm-hmm. never happens again. Right. You know, and, and one of the things that I like is in your budget, you budget fun money, entertainment, you know, whatever you want to call it. And, and I think that's something that people need to remember because we do need fun. You know, maybe it's just that you, you can only afford that you're going to go out to eat once a week. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you've budgeted $50. That's, you know, that's clearly not, you're going to go have steaks and, and things like that. But then it comes back to the experience. You know, are, you're out with your family. You're having fun. Maybe, maybe you end up doing a picnic and going somewhere. I mean, all sorts of stuff. So that's the, the key with the budget is, it's it's not all just okay. We have to pay the bills. We have to do this. Rah, 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 rah. You know, budget and and budget for vacations. Um, you know, if you and and I mentioned goals a couple of times. You know, we have to have goals. You know, we always talk about in business we have to have goals. Well, we have to have personal goals too. And maybe you know, you mentioned one of your your things in your book was to to go to Disneyland. 
And, you know, and, and so that was a goal and you saved for it. Um, You know, as opposed to people who get out their plastic and go, you guys saved for it. Um, And the nice thing was while you were there, you weren't stressed about thinking, how are we going to pay for it? Right. I mean, vacations that are paid for in Mm -hmm. advance are a lot more enjoyable than ones that follow you home. I mean, that's the thing. And and I will say too, with your budget, it will change over time. Life is Mm -hmm. full of seasons. So when Tracy was a stay-at-home mom and we were living Mm -hmm. off 40 grand a year, Mm -hmm. our date night consisted of a Subway sub and a Mm -hmm. Redbox movie. Our vacations were, Mm -hmm. we would go visit family. That was it. Mm -hmm. Now, we're both working. We mm-hmm. have more income coming in. So this fall, we went to New York City. My right. girls are now 15 and 12. Mm-hmm. We thought they would enjoy But we saved mm-hmm. up in advance mm-hmm. and we had more income coming in. So we were right. able to do that. So I will say that, that over time, I mean, just may, now you may be struggling. And a lot mm-hmm. of people, maybe you're out of work and you're just living off that unemployment or the mm-hmm. stimulus check. Yes, it's tough right now. Mm-hmm. But it, it's seasons. Life is full mm-hmm. of seasons. So hopefully right. in the next season, you may have more discretionary mm-hmm. income and you're going to do more mm-hmm. you know, enjoyable things. But yes, to me, I've realized, I think because we lived on less for so long, that it really isn't about the money. It's mm-hmm. about the time together. And, right. you know, obviously mm-hmm. having older daughters now, they do enjoy the, the things they did before aren't as enjoyable mm-hmm. anymore. Right. So, but the, the important part is that we're doing it together mm-hmm. and spending family time. Mm-hmm. Right. And of course, as they get older, they get more expensive. (laughs) And and I'm, you know, their clothes are more expensive. The things that they do, you know, if they're in sports, you might be having to pay for that. You might be having to to buy a musical instrument, all these various things. So, you know, that is definitely something that that parents need to keep in mind. Uh, You know, I'm, I'm always seeing people who are amazed at how much it cost for senior pictures, which, you know, a lot of people just saved a heck of a lot of money. I mean, you know, I feel really bad for our seniors that didn't get to go through things, but there's a lot of money that got saved. <laughs> you know? You're right. You're um, right. Now, yeah, I, it, it would have been better if they could have gone through graduation. <laughs> you know, let's just be honest about that. But, but yeah, you know, you they didn't have proms. They didn't have all of those various things. But, you know, you need to plan for those. I mean, we certainly can't, can't plan for pandemics. So, you know, maybe, you know, the, the kids start saving now for prom next year, um, you know, and, and, and then the money that they had now, it's not, okay, let's take and spend it on something else. It's, you know, okay, now we're going to turn it to prom next year. Well, even like for us, and, you know, I've mentioned in my book, we have money set aside for those known upcoming non-monthly mm-hmm. expenses. Mm-hmm. So back to school shopping. Mm-hmm. That comes right. every August, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not a it's not a monthly bill, mm-hmm. but we prepare for that mm-hmm. every year, like right. Christmas. If we want twelve hundred dollars to spend at Christmas mm-hmm. every month, I put a hundred dollars mm-hmm. in the Christmas fund. Then it gets to be December, and right. we have twelve hundred dollars to mm-hmm. spend at Christmas. So that's where I think you know, for a lot of people with that budget, that's where it helps so much. Mm-hmm. Is that not only on, on your normal daily monthly expenses, mm-hmm. but those things that don't come out like once a year or every mm-hmm. six months, car right. insurance, homeowners. Mm-hmm. Those things you can just turn into a monthly mm-hmm. expense, and then it minimizes the mm-hmm. damage that your checkbook gets right. because you're kind of doing it every single right. month. Yeah, you took your fifty dollars and put it in the cookie jar, or you know, whatever. 
Yes. I mean, it's, that's the thing. And that's where I try to, to help people in my book is basic. I mean, personal mm-hmm. finance advice. I mean, there's different ways to go about it, mm-hmm. but basically it's spend less than you earn. I don't mm-hmm. care how, what, right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. if you earn $10 and spend 12, well, you're in trouble. Yes. And it really, the principle holds true. If you earn a million dollars, but spend mm-hmm. 2 million, you're mm-hmm. going to be, bro- so it really doesn't matter how much you make. It's just mm-hmm. spend less than you earn. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where we have to kind of get back to the basics for a lot mm-hmm. is that we get away from that. And, mm-hmm. and I think so many people get caught up in these different numbers and the semantics mm-hmm. of it all. And it doesn't have to be that difficult. Right. Just go back to the basics, mm-hmm. create a budget, mm-hmm. live within your means, mm-hmm. and you're going to be okay. Right. You know, one of the things you talk about is the fact that in your budget, you need to be figuring out truly what the priorities are. Um, you know, and, and you know, is Starbucks every day a priority? Well, somebody might think it is, but let's be honest. It's not. You can do this. <laughs> you, know? um, you mentioned K-Cups. It was so funny. I have a Keurig and, you know, and, 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 but, and I actually did sit down at one point and go, I'm spending how much? And, and I was also thinking, okay, there's a, a big waste. You know, there's those little plastic you know, cups. And, and so, you know, and so I do, I have my little refillable guy that I buy my coffee. I put it in. I mean, you know, and, and so, you know, and, and, you know, so, and, you know, we've mentioned, you know, what type of car are you driving? All these various things. And one of the things you also mentioned in your book is the fact that we really need to not compare ourselves to others and not really be so concerned about what they're thinking. You know, I, I grew up in the generation, I'm, you know, before you, where we had to have Jordash jeans. <laughs> yeah, those were expensive. I mean, I still remember them being expensive. And so then, of course, you had knockoffs that, you know, they spelled it slightly different and, you know, all sorts of things. But, you know, did it matter? No, you needed jeans. I lived where we needed Levi's because you needed the heavy denim. I mean, you know, you needed work clothes. Right. And, you know, and, and so think about that. You know, does it matter? Yes, you, you know, you, you, you need to be clothed, you know, all those various things. But does it have to be the fancy car that you get every year? Does it have to be the big house, the big apartment? You know? Well, and I think that's the beauty of, of creating that budget. You know, mm-hmm. for, for me, I have, okay, so two daughters in 10th grade and seventh grade. So clothes are important to them. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it, but my wife does. Right. She, like, yeah, she understands it and she tells you, yeah, yeah, honey, just, right. you know, write the check. So we have, <laughs> you know, the money set aside to do that. But I think here's the thing with a lot of people. You can't, most of us, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess if you make a lot of money, you can, mm-hmm. but we can't have it all. Right. So that's where it's Starbucks mm-hmm. is important to you every day. Fine, but yeah. you may not then be able you to adjust that. something else. Yes, mm-hmm. and I think that's where the budget is so freeing is mm-hmm. that you can prioritize. And like I said, you know, having the daughters, mm-hmm. the back to school clothes are mm-hmm. important, so mm-hmm. we adjust right. elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't buy Starbucks on my mm-hmm. way to work, I make my own coffee at mm-hmm. home. But if you think about it, I mean, Starbucks should really be called five bucks because that's how much you spend every time. Oh, at so, least. And that gets you the little guy. <laughs> I know. So, I mean, that's the thing where, to me, mm-hmm. knowing where your money is going, it actually frees up a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And then you prioritize what is truly important. And then you have money to buy those mm-hmm. things and you don't go into debt right. and you're paying the interest on the credit cards and then you're mm-hmm. in it for mm-hmm. a long time. So right. to me, yes, that's a, a, mm-hmm. such a basic is just to start mm-hmm. your financial goals is know yeah. where your money is yep. going. Yeah. Yeah, it was funny as you were talking about this. I was thinking about a, a business associate of mine who drives a Mercedes. 
and she has a new Mercedes every two years. And I mean, you know, I'm one of these people, I, I'm not a car person. I'm like, whatever. Um, but, it, but she and I were talking about that one time because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, that's a big expense. Right. And she said, I, and, and she said, there are several reasons for it. First of all, the people she works with expect her to drive a car like that because she's charging them quite a bit of money. Okay. It's kind of like, you know, if your doctor, you know, if you or your lawyer, you know, you're paying them several hundred dollars an hour if they drive up in a car that's held together with coat hangers, you're thinking, well, I don't know. Right. Um, but she said, yeah, she works with people who expect that she's going to drive that type of car. And more importantly, she drives them in it. You know, if they were never going to see it, it wouldn't matter. But she she drives them in it. But she said, here's the key. She said, I lease it. She said, because it's less expensive and I get a new car every two years. But she had run the numbers and she knew that the amount that she was driving, because of course leases depend on all that. I mean, you know, she figured this all out and it was less expensive for her to lease. And it was not that big a difference between a regular car payment. Um, you know, and, and so she, she'd run the numbers. And so that's where it's, you know, like you were saying, you know, with your girls, you figure out, okay, they're going to need a different, you know, a different level. Um, you know, and, and so just figure that out. And so if you're, you know, if you're dealing with clients that are expecting something bigger, better, okay, then make adjustments elsewhere. Sure. That's what it's about. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And, you know, no, no one size fits all, right? Mm-hmm. It's all about, you know, once again, seasons of life, but also different mm-hmm. professions. Like for me being a school teacher, doesn't matter what kind of right. car I drive. If you uh, drove up in a Mercedes, people would go, hmm. Yes, it would be the complete opposite. You're right. They'd be like, what is it? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where, yes, just mm-hmm. you do what's right. And I think that's the whole thing with personal finance too. Mm-hmm you do what's right for you and your family. Mm-hmm. You don't do what's right for your neighbor. You don't do what's right for your coworker. Mm-hmm. You do what's right for you and your family. And, mm-hmm. and then, you know, that won't get you into trouble. If you're, you're doing mm-hmm. what you're, you know, supposed to be doing and the importance of, of what you need to be focusing mm-hmm. on at that time. Right. One of the things in, in your book that, that struck me because then I went, oh, duh, um, is the difference between cash and credit. Yeah. Now we're going to talk about credit a little bit more, but of course, one of the things, and, and I've discovered this, if I'm putting out the green stuff, I spend less. Um, and so it's really fun. And I don't know why I do that. When we go on vacation, I take cash. Okay. Burglars out there don't pay attention. Right. And I don't know why I do that. I mean, I just started doing that. My mom always did that. She always took cash. And so maybe that's, that's where it is. And so I'm taking cash. Now, yes, I have the, we obviously have the credit cards with us because that's how we pay for gas when we're traveling, you know, in the hotels and all of those various things. But for kind of our fun things for our meals, we're spending cash. And, you know, and, and it, it is interesting that if you're walking up to, I think your example in the book was McDonald's. Yeah. If you're walking up to McDonald's, if you're putting it on your credit card, you'll buy almost twice as much yeah. than if you're paying cash. Right. And I think it's interesting. I mean, you and I are kind of in the generation where cash, you know, was king. Mm-hmm. The younger generation, I don't know. It'll be right. interesting I mean, to kids see. Are, kids are given credit cards when they're in kindergarten. Right. They're not used to cash. Actually, I did a workshop at my school, a financial mm-hmm. workshop last month, and mm-hmm. my art teacher, she's young, mm-hmm. and she, I was talking about, you know, balancing your checkbook, and she asked, what's the checkbook register? Right. Because they all, so mm-hmm. it'll be interesting. But yes, I do cite mm-hmm. in my book, and this may be for the older generation that we're used to mm-hmm. cash, but we'll spend 12 to 18% more mm-hmm. when we use a card compared mm-hmm. to cash. 
McDonald's did a study and the, mm-hmm. the average transaction was $4 when they use cash, mm-hmm. $7.50 when you use any type of card. Right. And for me, for you, for a lot of people, swiping a piece of plastic through a machine or inserting mm-hmm. it into a chip reader, mm-hmm. it doesn't have the same emotional right. effect as mm-hmm. parting with the green stuff. Mm-hmm. So once again, that will be interesting to see as we go on with the mm-hmm. younger generation, if they have that same emotional mm-hmm. attachment, but I know I do. And actually, even today, our spending money, what we use for our, mm-hmm. our entertainment, I go to the ATM. Right. You have an allowance, basically. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's what we spend yeah. for our mm-hmm. entertainment. So yep. when it's gone, it's gone. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, for many people, I think mm-hmm. if you're trying to gain control of your finances, mm-hmm. go to a cash only thing for a mm-hmm. while. Um, right. And just see, because it does, first off, if you pull out a set amount of money and you don't spend more than that, mm-hmm. well, then you're never going to have to work because right. that's, that's mm-hmm. your limit. You can't go over. So you're not going to use your credit card. But uh, but secondly, I think it does help curtail spending because mm-hmm. it kind of gives you pause. Do I really need that? Do I really mm-hmm. want to buy that when right. you use cash instead of the card? Mm-hmm. And and of course, everybody in line behind you is like, and, you know, and, and, you know, so you're like, okay, okay, here, here, here. <laughs> They'll get that when we go out with friends sometimes, they'll be like, oh, I need some change. Well, Danny's the only one that only, that he always carries cash. So oh, like, yeah. Not all of them, they yeah. use the card. Yeah. Yeah, it, it works. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I, I like to tip in cash because yeah. I figure, you know, that way they're not having to share or they might not, I mean, that's their business, what they're, you know, whatever sure. they're doing and whatever they're required. Yeah. Um, we had food delivered. The other day, and of course, you know they're they're building that in right now. Well, this poor woman, um, you know the the place we had the food delivered from was really really slow, and and it took almost an extra hour. I mean, I was not a happy camper. They got a negative review, um, but it was not her fault, and she had kept us posted. And so I tipped her an additional amount in cash because that way she didn't have to report it. Because part of me thought, you know what, she stood there. When she could, waiting for our order when she could have been helping somebody else, right. um, you know, and, and, and I always tip extra if say I've had a, you know, sat longer at a table, if they could have turned it a couple of, you know, and, and, and so th- that's just kind of why I prefer cash is that way those, you know, the, the, right. the servers get cash. Yes. Yes. And I, and, you know, and I, and I mentioned it too, um, you know, just having some cash on hand, even now, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't have cash buried in my backyard, mm-hmm. but we do have some emergency mm-hmm. like in cash right, right now. Right. Uh, just a few days as we're mm-hmm. having a few days ago, we had tornado warnings here. So mm-hmm. I have cash. If mm-hmm. God forbid something were to happen mm-hmm. and we had to get somewhere to use cash, then we have some mm-hmm. cash. So it's just important. I think right. just to have some on hand mm-hmm. as well, because mm-hmm. you never know. Right. Yeah. It's, it's funny. My parents were children of the depression. Um, and, and they had cash. I mean, there were, and so, and, and we went through this with my, uh, father-in-law also, they had cash squirreled away everywhere. (laughs) And so you couldn't just, you know, pick up, say an old icky wallet and throw it away (laughs) because there might be money in there. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, and, and that was part of it was like, okay, you know, and, and they had money in these, and you're, and you're thinking, why did they put money in here? Um, but they did. I mean, that was just part of it. And that was because they couldn't get money out of banks. You know, right. there was a point in time where they could not get money. And so they, they literally, you know, at that point is, is, you know, they kept it under their mattress. Right. Um, but, you know, it is something that we all should have, you know, a, a little bit, because what happens if even just, you know, there's a big storm and the power goes down for a while. 
Right. Well, the ATMs don't work if they're not in electricity. Well, we <laughs> that, um, a few years ago, we were going to um, a, a cabin in, in Tennessee, mm-hmm. and we were, there was a winter storm coming, mm-hmm. and we were ahead of it, but went to get gas, mm-hmm. and the machine was frozen over yep. from ice, so, mm-hmm. they ate, so we couldn't have mm-hmm. used an ATM. Right. So we also keep some cash in the car, mm-hmm. so we were able to, to mm-hmm. have some cash. So, I mean, once again, I'm not talking right. burying thousands of dollars in your backyard, right. yeah. but yeah. Well, you have a couple hundred mm-hmm. bucks just to kind mm-hmm. of get you somewhere if you need to. My, my dad called it his mad money. Yeah. And he would keep a couple, you know, he's, he's deceased now, so I can tell this and there's no burglars going to go get him. Um, he'd keep a couple hundred dollar bills in his wallet. And that was his, his mad money. You know, if he saw something and, and of course, you know, it, he, my parents could have bought anything they wanted. I mean, there was, you know, there was never, no, you can't afford it, you know, but if it was something special that he wanted, he would spend his mad money. <laughs> There you go. Right. And that's what we talk about too, going back with the budget mm-hmm. to have a little discretionary, mm-hmm. if you're able to right. have a little, and then it does, it helps you kind of save for mm-hmm. other things mm-hmm. when you're kind of given the freedom. It's very similar to a diet. Like right. every week you're on, you know, every day yeah. on a diet, maybe you can cheat. You can have, you have a cookie. Mm-hmm. You have a cheat meal every now and again, mm-hmm. because it helps you stay motivated for the long term. Mm-hmm. And that's where we right. have to focus on with our money. Mm-hmm. Cause we're not, you know, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Mm-hmm. So we're not thinking just next week. We're looking at the bigger picture. So right. having a couple of the mad money in there, letting mm-hmm. you kind of spend whatever you mean, you know, got to have a limit on it. You don't mm-hmm. want to blow all your savings, right. but yeah, just setting yourself mm-hmm. up with a little reward mm-hmm. to help you keep going. Mm-hmm. Forward. Right. Yeah. And, and we've been talking about those lovely little plastic things called credit cards. Um, you know, and that is something that can get away from people so easily got away from me. You know, I'll be honest. And, you know, and, and it was one of those things where it was like, wait a minute, there's how much? And, and, you know, and, and then, and it's not just you owe X, it's okay, what's the, all the interest that's going to be on there? You know, all these various things. And, and so, you know, but you have to have credit cards. I mean, you know, like you, you can't get gas, you know, without, you know, for the most part, without putting a credit card in, you know, you go to McDonald's. Yeah, you can pay cash, but it is easier if you, you know, if you put in a credit card in, um, you know, there are some things where you just have to have a credit card for travel is, is a big thing. Um, but what you need to do is be wise about it. Pay it off. Um, you know, again, that's, that should be part of your budget, you know, that, that you're paying it off. Uh, every time I do my accounting for the year for my accountant, when I look at the interest charges, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I could have done X with that money. Yeah. It's not a lot, you know, and, and but, it, 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 you know, maybe it is just, a, a, you know, a little bit of Starbucks or something like that, but pay those off. Um, but I, I liked your perspective on the cards that give you things, points, things like that. Um, because I know people who've done their entire vacations on points and, and things. So it's, it's kind of a mixed bag about if you know, about cards that, that provide some type of incentive. Sure. And, and you're right. You have to pay it off. And that's where if you are struggling financially, I would encourage you not to use credit cards at all. I would mm-hmm. say a debit card, a debit mm-hmm. card in lieu of right. it because that right. comes directly mm-hmm. out of your bank account. Mm-hmm. And in mm-hmm. essence, it acts like cash. Yes. And, and it's that know, plastic that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. that to me is kind of the way to start. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, because I'm a big fan of Dave Ramsey and Dave Ramsey is kind of one of those that don't use any credit whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I realize he's speaking to 20 million people at a time. So mm-hmm. that's probably, I mean, that is great advice because mm-hmm. most people don't pay it off. Right. For me and someone like you and mm-hmm. maybe, you know, 20% of the population, maybe if you look at statistics, they have the money to pay it off. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with having a credit card 
as long as you have money, like for us, mm-hmm. I use credit card for gas, things mm-hmm. like that. Right. I know though in my savings account, mm-hmm. I have plenty mm-hmm. to pay it off every single month. I'm mm-hmm. never going to carry a balance. I'm right. never going to pay interest on it. Mm-hmm. And then as a side benefit, you do earn some points. So mm-hmm. I'm not a big person of shopping for points and trying this because- I never like, remember I have them. I'm so uh, bad about that. No. And I've written in my book too. You know, like I've never heard anyone say, gosh, the, my credit card points were the key to my success. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it's, yes, you can get some and it can help you, but you know, it, it's not like one of those things to try to build up. But so mm-hmm. I will say, if you are responsible, you have the money, then yes, I'm okay mm-hmm. with someone using credit cards to pay for things as long mm-hmm. as they pay it off every month. Mm-hmm. I never want to balance going forward because then you get hit with interest. Mm-hmm. Just, right. you know, if you have a 24% APR credit card, put $100 on it, you don't make a payment, just as an example, mm-hmm. you don't make a payment all year, mm-hmm. well, 24% of $100 is 24 bucks, so then you're going to owe 124 bucks. And then right. it just keeps, that's just on yeah, $100. Yeah, and it keeps building. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. that to me, and you know, credit card companies are great at saying all you owe is this minimum amount every mm-hmm. month. But when you do the math, mm-hmm. if you put $5,000 on a credit card and made the minimum monthly payment, right. by the time you're mm-hmm. done with it, you'll have spent over $15,000 on right. that $5,000 purchase. Mm-hmm. So just right. know that. So mm-hmm. just be responsible mm-hmm. with it. If you choose to use mm-hmm. credit, make sure that you're able right. to pay it off right. every month. Yeah. And I'll be honest, we have cards that have zero balances mm-hmm. and the, that is our emergency fund. I mean, sure. you know, if we absolutely had to, we could use those cards. Yeah, they're like in a drawer locked away. I mean, you know, it's it's absolutely had to is not, ooh, what do we got on Amazon today? I mean, absolutely had to is is a catastrophe type of thing, you know, and and so we have those those type of cards. Um, you know, and and but yeah, I mean they're and and oh about once a year, one of them, you know, the we will get the letter that says you've never used it, therefore it's going away. And I think, oh, okay. Um, you know, and you know, and and so that's that's fine, but it is very easy to use credit cards. And and I think that's one of the things, you know, we mentioned we've been kind of laughing about the fact that that kids don't know. Well, that's because parents are giving them a credit card and saying, now, use this only for an emergency. Well, and an emergency to a 16-year-old is very different than an emergency to somebody my age. You know, it is a new pair of shoes. It is a pair of fancy jeans. So, you know, as parents, we need to be teaching the kids, okay, yes, you do need this card in case of an emergency. I mean, you know, you might have a flat tire. You might, you know, there, there are true emergencies. but you know, here's, and, and then teach them the, the, you know, how to be wise about it. Definitely. And you can even as simple as, you know, when they get old enough, you know, a good way is maybe like 10% you set away for giving, right. you save 25% mm-hmm. and then you spend the rest. That mm-hmm. could be, you know, and if they carry that mm-hmm. forward, then, you know, when they get into adulthood, then they can save a little mm-hmm. more for retirement or what have you. Right. But just to kind of show mm-hmm. them when you start off, mm-hmm. once you earn your first paycheck, mm-hmm. this is kind of, mm-hmm. you know, what you do with your money. Right, right. You know, and it is all about teaching them young. Um, you know, we have uh, some friends who their kids are now out of school, you know, all these various things. But when they were younger, they had budgets. I mean, these are little bitty kids and, and they had budgets and a portion of it was tithed. You know, and, and I mean, that was just something that was very important to them. And so those kids knew that 10%, whatever, went in the, the collection plate. Right. You know, and, and that was just, and that was clearly something that was very important for the parents. Um, sure. Could the parents have put that dollar in the collection plate for, for them? Sure. sure. But th- it meant more to the kids to know, okay, well, I want to buy a new bike 
And so I'm going to have to save this. And oh, yeah, I got to remember this part here is going to go towards the church. Or maybe it goes to, you know, whatever it is. But yeah, teach them when they're young. Yes. And we did that with our daughters when they were younger. We had the giveaway saving spending mm-hmm. jars when they would get paid for doing the various chores. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just think, especially right now, it kind of shows. Mm-hmm. And I think. I mean, we are going through tough times, but I think the greatness too of America is kind of showing with a lot of people that are giving. And I think when you're you're able to give, it just, to me that there's always someone that has more than you, but there are many people that have less than Mm -hmm. you. And Mm -hmm. I think when you're able to to give, it kind of helps, to me, it helps you Mm -hmm. financially. Like I'm a teacher of special needs students. So Mm -hmm. my students all have IQs below Mm -hmm. or under 20, Mm -hmm. tube fed and wheelchairs, Mm -hmm. things. So like, it's really hard for me to complain about Mm -hmm. when I'm like, you know what, this guy, this kid Mm -hmm. can't even walk. These parents Mm -hmm. are not walking their daughter down the aisle to get married Mm -hmm. ever. I mean, like, so it it puts Mm -hmm. everything in a perspective. And I Mm -hmm. think that's the importance of giving, whether it's money, time, whatever you do, it just, it helps you manage your money better, mm-hmm. I feel, because right. it just kind of keeps everything into perspective. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You know, one of the things you mentioned were the stimulus checks. Um, and it's funny, not everybody's getting a stimulus check. You know, it's everybody's like, oh, wait, no, there's lots of criteria. But anyhow, um, you know, I, what I've also seen are people who are, oh, well, I'm going to go get a new TV. That's not, okay. It, and it's funny because, Part of it is to keep the economy going. I mean, you know, it's stimulus. I mean, yeah. you know, that's the thing. And and I've seen a lot of people saying, you know, spend it on your local business. Don't spend it on Amazon. You know, all of these various things. But if you can, save it. Um, you know, that's that's the key. And then I've also seen, you know, a lot of things. And, and these these are good. But where they're saying things like, you know, we're going to defer your, uh, well, I got to, like, I still have student loans. Oi. Yeah. That's a totally different subject. Um, I shouldn't have done it. Let's just go there. Shouldn't have done it. Um, but, um, but it said, you know, you can defer your next three payments. Okay. I won't because we can afford to keep paying it. I mean, you know, that's the, that's the thing. And, but for some people, I mean, it really does. That's, that's something very important, but I think everybody needs to remember you still owe that. It wasn't that they eliminated those three. And I've seen people who have thought that, you know, it, it, like car payments. That's, that's one of the things, is, you know, they've been saying, okay, we're going to defer your first car payment for three months. You still owe that money. Yes. And so if you can pay these things, folks, keep paying them. Right. Especially the mortgage. I just actually mm-hmm. read something yesterday about, you know, some of the mortgage programs are saying, mm-hmm. you know, you can stop now right. for three months and then mm-hmm. they're just going to tack three mm-hmm. months on at the end. Whereas others are saying, well, mm-hmm. you know what, when this passes, you're going to owe three months right now. Like you're right. going to have to. Oh so yeah. Yeah. It's now. Yeah. yeah. So, it's I mean, not, it's we're just adding great. on three months at the end. Right. Bill so, do. Mm-hmm. Right. So you've got to be really careful. And yes, if times are tough and you're out of a paycheck, uh, yes, go ahead. If you need to add mm-hmm. time on for this crazy season mm-hmm. of life, Yes, but mm-hmm. you're correct. Just know it's not free money. They're not right. the mortgage companies. I mean, you they're look a at business. They're <laughs> big, big mm-hmm. buildings, usually the biggest building in town. Mm-hmm. They're not going to say, oh, you don't owe us this money. Mm-hmm. No, you're going to pay for it. Right. It's going to be down the road. But yeah, mm-hmm. just know that by putting a forbearance on it, it's mm-hmm. you still owe the money over right. time. Yeah. Yeah, I've been trying to figure out how it's working that insurance companies are giving refunds. And and I, I understand. I mean, you know, they're they're doing the refunds because there's not claims because people aren't driving. Sure. But you know, 
they're they're not just giving me money back. Somewhere there's got to be a hitch in there. <laughs> I know. I mean, maybe it's good for their business and their. I mean, it is. It is good I mean, PR. I mean, yeah, I tell you what, that that not. really is good PR for right. them. But you're right. I mean, they got. That's the thing. They still have their bills to pay. I mean, that's mm-hmm. where we have to look at it. That going forward, I mean, it's none of this is is free. Yes, mm-hmm. I guess the stimulus money to a degree. I mean, we pay taxes, so I mm-hmm. guess it's kind of coming. But yes, that's mm-hmm. money that doesn't count on our income taxes mm-hmm. that we'll be able to right. hopefully stimulate mm-hmm. the economy somewhat with. But yeah, you had a great point. I mean, if you if you still are earning a paycheck. I think it is nice and we, we're going to do some of it with our stimulus because we still keep the entertainment money and we've been trying to support those local businesses right. and eat out. Not a lot, but we have upped it just like an extra night a week because we are blessed that we're able to still have an income coming in. So we're able to hopefully keep, you know, help a business out. So I think if you're in that situation, Yes, don't go overboard. Don't go buy the TV or whatever. Mm -hmm. But if you want to eat out every now and again a little more, support a local Mm -hmm. business because Mm -hmm. this kind of shows that we truly are kind of in this together. Mm -hmm. And like the the scariest thing for me, you know, and I've been given financial advice now for 15 years. And basically it just does show, and I talked about it earlier, but like how really little control we do have because there are so Mm -hmm. many people out there that have followed my advice, that have Mm -hmm. followed Dave Ramsey's advice, Mm -hmm. have done the right things Mm -hmm. and then they're in trouble right now. And and it's not their fault Mm -hmm. at Mm -hmm. all. So I do, it kind of shows, you know, the bigger picture too, Mm -hmm. that we kind of are all in this together, that we really do depend on Mm -hmm. each other and that while, you know, it's important to control your personal finances, I also think at times like this, that if we can help out others, mm-hmm. that's important as well. Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. One of the things that I have been wondering about when we come out of this is, is shopping. You know, are people going to do more online shopping because they don't want to be with people? Or are they going to say, you know what? No, we've got to go to... Our, our local art festival or whatever, um, you know, and, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that really is. And, and I'm thinking about that. I'm like, you know, I don't know. Now I, I'm, hello, I'm social. That's why this is so hard on me. I mean, this is all really hard on me. Um, but I will go out. I mean, that's, that is one of the hardest things for me is to not be going out to realize that this would have been first Friday art walk or, you know, whatever. And to not be able to go, would I have gone? I don't know, but I didn't have the chance to, I mean, you know, and, and so I think that will be something. And I saw something today that Amazon is actually scaling back. They're not doing their suggestions, things like that. Well, it's because they've been overwhelmed, Um, you know, and, 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 and as somebody rightfully pointed out, that's not going to stop Amazon and they're just going to keep scaling up. I mean, you know, this is going to be the thing and, and there'll be more online businesses, but I'm hoping that we do get back to having more of the local, more of the mom and pop. Um, I've been annoyed when I go to order online food that the things that are within, you know, a reasonable distance are all chains. We really don't have any mom and pop places or any of the mom and pop places that have been able to stay open um, that, that can deliver, you know, and, and, you know, as much as I want a big Mac, probably be better if I could do, you know, do something from, from a local business, but you know, it's, it's, and so it's, yeah, like we said, you know, it's really going to be interesting to see how this all shakes down. It's going to change. Yeah. I mean, we may not be going to the big malls anymore. Mm -hmm. It may be, like you said, Mm -hmm. 
the, the local mama, which I think would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it, 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 we, like I said, hit mm-hmm. a kind of a big reset and mm-hmm. realize, okay, you know, let, let's try to, we're all in this together. Let's right. try to help out those that right. kind of are the local mm-hmm. business owners. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, and things definitely are cyclical. Um, you know, when, when I was growing up and, and then a lot into my 20s, you know, shopping malls were the big thing. Right. Um, you know, and, and then they've kind of transitioned into an outdoor type of thing, which when I was in Colorado was very entertaining because half the time you couldn't go, it was freezing. Um, you know, and I'm thinking, I don't understand this concept. But, uh, you know, and, and, and malls are, are shutting down if they haven't completely shut down. I mean, there are very few true shopping malls anymore. And, and part of that has been online. I mean, you know, when stores like Macy's are saying, you know, we're doing more business online than, than in our stores. But, you know, it's, it, it, it really is going to be interesting. Are we going to go back to more? As, and, and, and I'm hoping so. You know, I, I think that'll be fun to, to be back to some of that. Here in Atlanta, probably not. I mean, you know, because we, we want convenience. But in the smaller places and rural areas, you know, hopefully they will. Sure. And instead of having to drive to Atlanta, maybe, you know, you'll stay local and you'll right. get it and mm-hmm. not deal with the traffic mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. that. So, right. yeah, it will be interesting to see mm-hmm. kind of going forward. But mm-hmm. once again, I try to take the more optimistic mm-hmm. route. I just hope that, you know, we are going through a rough mm-hmm. patch, but that we will come out, you know, with our priorities mm-hmm. reset and then mm-hmm. come out a little bit stronger and, and then, you know, maybe maybe support the businesses, but mm-hmm. also then take care of our own personal financial situation as well, right. knowing that this could happen again. Mm-hmm. I hope it doesn't, but mm-hmm. I mean, there's no telling. Who knows? Right. So, oh, yeah. Things happen. I mean, hello, September 11th is not that long ago. No, um, no. The housing crisis of 08, 09. Mm-hmm. I mean, that really, right. you know, so mm-hmm. the, it, it, things, another downturn is going to happen. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just part right. of history. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, hopefully this is a reminder mm-hmm. of, okay, yes, we need to kind of better prepare ourselves financially because, mm-hmm. you know, before this hit, a lot of people were still living paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. They, even after the economic mm-hmm. collapse of what, 12 years ago, mm-hmm. a lot of people still then kind of A lot of, got of people back. never recovered. I mean, that's right. the, you know, they, they got in deep enough that they've just been struggling the whole time. Right. So, you know, I, I just, I don't know. Well, once again, we can sit and we can right. say, oh, whoa, whoa. But mm-hmm. to me, hopefully we'll just be stronger right. going forward. Right. You know, and of course, one of the things that that we really need to be thinking about as we go forward is that planning, that investing, you know, and and we're not investment people. We're not going to tell you what to invest in, you know, all those legal disclaimers, but be thinking about it, Um, you know, and and folks don't plan on Social Security, you know, and and even if it is around, have other investments, um, you know, and, and, you know, we, I'm going to give the short spiel of diversify, you know, all those various things. But if you can be investing, you know, be investing in your kids future right now. What is it? Five to nine. Isn't that what they call a college? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, be, be investing there. You know, figure those things out. You might have to be scaling back right now. You know, you might have been sending more, but you know, if you have an employer that has saving, oh my heavens, do, do the maximum you can do, or at least the maximum that they will match. <laughs> you know, um, you know and, and, and if it means you're cutting back a little bit, that's okay. You know, I, I love the charts in your book. Now, I'm not a numbers person, <laughs> but what you did was you made it easy to understand where it's like, okay, we take this basic number and, and after 20 years, here's what you've got. And you're right. like, 
holy schmoly. (laughs) Um, And so I think that's something people really need to look at. Sure. Power of compound interest. And I will say, I mean, in my book, you know, I kind of list the steps to take. I call it the school of financial freedom. So mm-hmm. some teacher mm-hmm. kind of listed what, what you need to do in each grade. And, you know, I, I did encourage people after saving one month of expenses, mm-hmm. that's when you start for retirement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will say I've kind of adjusted that right now during this epidemic. Mm-hmm. But I do think, you know, if, you're, if your income has not been affected, then mm-hmm. yes, keep going for retirement, keep investing. But mm-hmm. if your income has been affected, I, I personally think we need as much of a cash cushion as possible. Mm-hmm until we're out of this because right. we don't know how long we're going to be in this mm-hmm. pandemic. We don't know how, no one knows. So to and me, as you said, there's going to be something else that comes along. Right. So I do really feel strongly about building mm-hmm. your savings account up to at least six months worth of living expenses to cover mm-hmm. and living. I'm not talking that, you know, it, it's a Mercedes every year. Right. Or a new right. TV. I'm talking if the basics, if mm-hmm. you know, your housing, your utilities, those mm-hmm. types of things that we need to survive on, we want at least six months mm-hmm. covered then, because right now the stock market is on sale. I mean, mm-hmm. stocks are down. So if you're right. looking for the future and yeah. stock, you Hello, should, buy now. <laughs> you shouldn't want them in for another five years. So that's the magic number to think, you know, you don't want it for tomorrow because who knows what it's going to do. But mm-hmm. when you look at the history of the stock mm-hmm. market, it averages, depending on the SP 500 mm-hmm. Dow, it's about eight to 10% mm-hmm. a year average growth. Mm-hmm. So when you're able to, to buy it when it's lower, you can, you know, mm-hmm. look at history and assume right. that that's what it's mm-hmm. going to continue to do. Mm-hmm. But I will say, yes, now, if you don't have an emergency fund, beef that up. Any, the stimulus check, whatever mm-hmm. income, if you need to get a, another job, going to a grocery store, delivering food, mm-hmm. whatever, those are industries that are mm-hmm. hiring right now. Right. Use that to build up the savings account mm-hmm. until we kind of get out of this. And mm-hmm. who knows what the new normal is going mm-hmm. to be? No one even knows that. There's right. Industries mm-hmm. that completely disappear. Mm-hmm. But until we kind of get back to seeing what society is going to be like, mm-hmm. then I would encourage to keep that in a savings mm-hmm. account, even though you're earning 0.001% right. We're not worried about the interest. Mm-hmm. We just want it as a, a cash cushion right. for, for to have margin. Right. In life. And you might, one of the things that somebody told me one time was make it hard to get to, you know, so not just, you know, another savings account in your bank where you can just be transferring money back and forth. Um, and somebody gave me that same advice with a business account when I was years ago starting my business. They said, put your business account in a totally different bank. Yeah. They say because it is much more difficult for funds to get mixed up between them. Sure. Um, you know, and, and they said not even just a separate account, you know, so say you were with Wells Fargo, it wasn't open another Wells Fargo account, it was open an account in Chase or whatever. Sure. They said make it more difficult. Um, you know, that's why it is difficult to draw money out of savings plans, you know, things like that. They they don't want you doing this. Um, no, you know, and, they, and so right. yeah, you know, or or the people that you know, you know, maybe maybe yeah, there are people who invest in hard things like gold, silver. Mm-hmm. Those are should go off in a savings deposit or uh, what are those bots? The box. Yeah. Um, somewhere and where again it's harder for you to get to sure make yourself drive across town to the safe deposit box or whatever it may be (laughs) yes to 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 spend it and i will say yes you're correct you don't want it easily i wouldn't lock my money up in a cd where i'm going to pay a penalty i need it 
Oh but yeah. You, you don't want to lose money. Mm-hmm. Right. But you'd want it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, even like your case in the business mm-hmm. account, almost make yourself have to get in a car and drive to another branch because then you're mm-hmm. going to at least have a little pause and you're going to say, okay, I really need this. Right. And then you'll do it. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, that's what I would just encourage mm-hmm. right now is that, you know, if, if you need that money, just focus mm-hmm. on building up that cash mm-hmm. cushion just for the time being. Right. And then we can get back hopefully, hopefully in a month. I don't know. Nobody knows. Yeah. It would be nice that, you know, it starts opening up the mm-hmm. economy does again. And then mm-hmm. you kind of can move forward with mm-hmm. life and go back to the way we normally were. Right. Maybe not normally, but, you know, mm-hmm. but, but just kind of have understanding that right. this is kind of what mm-hmm. the future is going right. on. You know, and what I want to tell people right now is it, you don't don't just you know, it, it is a depressing time in many ways you know and and so you know th- don't completely shut yourself off you know we've been doing a thing here in in our community where every saturday everybody on this end of the cul-de-sac has been getting together now we're social distancing we're masking but we're playing cornhole we're doing you know so we're seeing people costs us nothing but we're going out and we're seeing people, you know, and, and so I want to encourage people, especially if you're really feeling that, you know, this is, is catastrophic, mm-hmm. take a walk, do something, get out yeah. and about, doesn't have to cost you money, or maybe it costs you a little bit of money, you know, maybe, maybe you, you do, you get Subway and you go for a picnic, right. um, but, you know, get out there and don't, you know, don't just sit and stew, because as we sit and stew, it's going to make it worse, you know, because we will be thinking, oh my gosh, what if this continues for a year, what right. if, what if, what if. You're right. And like, like we're doing right now on Zoom, we miss our friends. We actually have Zoom meetings yep. uh, a couple mm-hmm. nights a week that we sit on our back mm-hmm. porch. We all kind of mm-hmm. Zoom and we just talk mm-hmm. and do it because mm-hmm. yes, it is. But find ways to get food because mm-hmm. we may be in this for a longer mm-hmm. haul than any right. of us want. So mm-hmm. yes, find a way to kind of keep some sense of normalcy mm-hmm. um, just in case, you know, for us, we still get up and work out. We're not mm-hmm. able to go to the gym anymore, mm-hmm. but Tracy and I, we get up and we work out on the morning. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. it just kind of at least has some sense of normalcy right right now Mm -hmm. in these crazy times. Once again, kind of going back to control what you can control. Mm -hmm. Because right right now there's a lot that we can't, but those Mm -hmm. things that you can, Mm -hmm. do it. Right, right. Oh, my gosh. See, this is why I set a timer. (laughs) Because we could just be talking about this forever. Um, And and hopefully, as I said, we did make talking finances enjoyable for people. Um, But in the, you know, Danny, tell people how they find you and connect with you online. Sure. Yeah. You can go to my website. So it's www.wealthyteacher.weebly.com. So wealthyteacher.weebly.com. If you just Google search my name, Danny Kofke, it comes up. So D-A-N-N-Y-K-O-F-K-E. And uh, yeah, you can see all the different things that I've done. And uh, hopefully, you know, just Perfect. Perfect. Well, hold your book up again. So here, it is called here. The Wealthy Teacher Lessons for Prospering on a School Teacher Salary. And as I said, you know, it's it it is good information for anybody. Um, you know, it's not just people who are on a teacher salary, but you know, it's it's good for anybody. Folks, when we're back in school, when kids are remember, remember teachers, um, I think one of the funniest things I have seen are the the memes that say Next year, teachers are going to have to deal with kids saying, but that's not how my mom taught me. (laughs) That's right. Right, right. (laughs) So, Danny, are there any final thoughts that you have for everybody? Yeah, I mean, I just kind of want to give people hope, especially in these times, and to show others, you know, if I can do it, a school teacher, a family of school teachers can do well financially. Mm -hmm. 
you can too. And it's going to take discipline. It's going to take some patience, mm -hmm. but, but you can do it. And, and that's where I just don't want people to lose hope. And especially mm -hmm. after, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic passes, just wherever you were in your financial life, kind of get back on it, mm -hmm. get, you know, to, to, to plan for your future and, and just don't, don't lose that hope. And then just take encouragement from me that if this school teacher can do it, you can do it too. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm Deb Creer. I've been having a wonderful time talking with Danny Kofke. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>